Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of 527 Underground Podcast, where we talk about comic books and comic book related themes, including Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, anime, webtoons, and whatever crosses our minds. We are your hosts, Teddy and Maria, and we offer two different points of views. One, an avid collector, which is me, and one, an excited fan, which is me. Joining me today is my lovely wife, Maria, and we are going to dive right in on this week's episodes, uh, particularly what crosses our minds, which was... Justice League. Justice League Snyder Cut, yes. Yeah, and Uh, also we're going to touch upon um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Um, Quite a a week, actually, to watch, like, two exciting uh, shows or programs, if you will, you Mm -hmm. know, for this past weekend, so pretty good and it gives us a lot to talk about so um let's begin yeah <laughs> that's great where to start um i guess we're going to talk about justice league first right yeah okay well man oh man well first of all what do you think overall I loved it. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was long as hell, but to be honest with you, it's, it you know it really didn't feel like it was four hours and two minutes long. <laughs> it didn't you know, okay. um, yeah, there were moments where it, certain things didn't have to be in there. A lot of the slow motion scenes and stuff like okay. that. Okay. Okay. Um, but overall, the story was a hell of a lot better. And if anything, this really makes people question: What the fuck <laughs> did Josh Whedon think he was doing? Like, why? He was trying to marvelize no, no, the no. Justice League even, movie. We can't even justify that. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not justifying it at all. You know, it. You can't to say marvelize. No, I mean, he, he really did some stuff there that I was like, what was he thinking? First of all, he completely cut out so many of the the Amazon fight. You know, right? The fight scenes, the right. fight scenes with the Amazon and Stephen Wolf and stuff like that. I mean, they held their own. They did. In this you know, version. yeah, they did. Um, another thing that I noticed was, which was kind of creepy, and I, I have to hit it first. Mm-hmm. Why did he? Why did Josh Whedon feel the need to do pan shots with Gail Gadot's ass mm, all over the place, right? <laughs> to emphasize a scene. Why yeah. was that necessary? It wasn't at all. It wasn't at all. It makes it on the creepy side, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it wasn't necessary. You saw the same conversation happening between Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Same conversation, two different angles. One right. was from the ass side, mm-hmm. bottom up, and one was just direct. Like, it still told the story. Why did he have to do that shot? You know, it's right. messed up. It wasn't necessary. I agree with you. It wasn't necessary at all. And in fact, there's been a word and talk about Josh Whedon um, filming in the, in the manner that he did and Gail Gadot not liking it and refusing to film those shots and good for her for standing her ground and, yeah. not, you know, and not doing that. And you're right. All the uh, sexualization that was portrayed um, in his movie scene was totally uncalled for. I agree with you there. And it doesn't move the story forward. It doesn't even tell a story. It doesn't. It was more like, what, to grab like an attractive, quick glance, instant gratification type 
of viewing thing. For who? Which, for him? Because he's sitting in the director's chair? I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I agree with you. It was totally unnecessary and uncalled for. But um, unless we speak to him, we'll never know why he did what he did. I wouldn't want to. Uh, that's true. I <laughs> and there's talks, and um, not, to, like, not to veer off away from the subject, but now there's talks about uh, him and other uh, films that he's done and all the uh, harassment that he's uh, put people through. Um, in his other films, but that would be a topic yeah, for another that's a story. Whole other thing. Um, but something to just take note of. And yeah. going back to the Snyder Cut, I I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, four hours long, but at least what this did was this this version of the movie that we saw actually is perfect or fits the uh, streaming service, the HBO Max streaming service, better than I think it would if this was put on movie on a movie screen, to be well, honest this, with this you. Well, this wasn't made for movie. Right, right. Like, it, you know, you, you said it yourself prior to this, to us recording this, you know, it wasn't meant for movie. You could get away with having four, you know, four hours. Right. And he kind of basically set it up where if you want to take a break... Yeah, you can. Throughout the parts, you know, if you, you look can. at the timeline, the way the timeline is, uh, the timeline stamps are set up when you pause the movie, mm-hmm. you'll see like these little bubbles along across the timeline and you can pretty much just be like, okay, well, I'm done for today. I'll come back right. tomorrow. Right. You know, so it's, it's good. But you know what's funny after watching this movie and after hearing all my other friends and other people that we know watch the movie, they've all agreed that. They saw it in one continuous, like in, in its one continuous play, in all four hours. Yeah. At least a lot of my friends, I was like, you know why? Because they want to know what would happen next, what would happen next, Absolutely. what would happen well, it next. Gave us what and we that was wanted. great. You know, it gave us. It, it told the story. It told the story properly. You know, when you see the two different versions, you're like, okay. When when I originally saw Josh Whedon's version, it didn't make sense to me. It wasn't pushing the story forward. It was just like, oh. It was pleasing to the eye, I guess. Like, oh, we get to see the, the superheroes up on the big screen. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. It wasn't mm-hmm. telling a story. It wasn't pushing any further. Mm-hmm. You know, in and th- and this in this version, we actually get to see who the real person, who the real big bad guy mm-hmm. is, which mm-hmm. is Darkseid, not mm-hmm. so much Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf right. is just, you know, trying to make amends to what right. he messed up in, in the past or whatever. And he owes God knows how many worlds to Darkseid. Dark right. You know, so... Darkseid is the bigger baddie. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't Steppenwolf. And then in Josh Whedon's version, it was Steppenwolf. And then when Steppenwolf was pretty much done for, um, you gave us Baby Lex and, and <laughs> Baby um, Lex. Deathstroke. Deathstroke. You know, whereas they're the worse Legion than, than... I mean, Legion of Doom. Yeah, they're <laughs> actually worse for some odd reason. Okay. Right. Um, which they're not. Right. So now, in, in the way this one's depicted, you know, it was Steppenwolf who was coming in, trying to set things up. For Dark Side to come down, they got rid of Stephen Wolf. Now the bigger threat is Dark Side, right? Or anyone else that he decides to send to right. that planet. Mm-hmm. So great. And then fine, they also they show Baby Lex and and that's just whatever. But I think those are just opportunities or ways for uh, other movies to come out of it. You know, like to spin off and have other branches of movies. Yeah, 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 that's possible. That's, you know, because yeah. they are they'll probably be like Batman's bad guys. Yeah. Um. And stuff like that, but I like the way it was definitely written. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean the, the the fact that they gave Cyborg a better story. Yes. Yes. You know, I being that I'm not an avid collector, mm-hmm. you know, just an excited fan, I didn't know that Cyborg 
had such abilities that he could just pretty much take down this planet if he wanted to. It, yeah. Until his father was pretty much saying, this is what you can, can do. do yeah. Don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. You can do this. And then it broke it down. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. You know what it is? In the comic book, Cyborg's story has changed. And the writers have gotten so much better with writing his story. Because in... In the past, in the comic books, he's always been like a, you know, like a, like a cyborg, basically. Half human, half robotic, and always had to deal with that internal clash within himself, mm -hmm. you know, with dealing with that. And every so often, yes, his left arm would change into a weapon and, you know, showcase some type of weaponized uh, uh, armor, if you will, and or, 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 or armament and just display whatever he can. Um, over the years, or the writers have gotten better with his storyline. I feel, and whether whether it was in the Justice League or in the Teen Titans, and has really shown his true prowess and how much it's grown. And I think this movie had showed that mm -hmm. actually, you know. So you know, kudos for uh, for Snyder for depicting that in the film. And one thing too is, as I was reading through, you know, through the uh, through social media and whatnot, one thing you have to say about Zack Snyder's film and his version is that he did not care one way or the other what people were going to think about this movie, and that's great. That is good for him. Like in other words, you you hear all the criticism about oh this film was too long. Like prior to what we've seen today, you know, through the rumorville. Um, People are, are exact, you know, studio exact saying that this was too long and they needed to have it work and so on and so forth. But Snyder gave us what his vision was, and you know what? Good for him for doing that. He didn't follow the typical mold, if you will, for superhero movies or anything like that. This was his vision. This was his Snyder cut movie. In fact, if he were to expand on it, he could create his own Snyderverse. And, like, just take over any uh, superhero-type genre movie. I mean, could you imagine if he did, like, a Star Wars movie, how that would be? Like, a Snyderverse Star Wars, you know? <laughs> or Dark. Or, 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 or perish of Thought. But you never know. Maybe even a Snyderverse Marvel movie, you know? See how that would be? Mm -hmm. Better yet, what if he did a Snyderverse Pixar movie? Can you see how that would work? The dark. Incredibles. Really, oh. really dark. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, I mean... He he definitely gave people what they wanted. I was I was, I was super happy to mm -hmm. see it, and mm -hmm. there were certain questions that came to mind when I was watching it. Um, one of them, Wonder Woman kills. Is she known for killing? She can, and comic books. After the I want to say after the uh, New Fifty Two series that came out several years ago. They've depicted Wonder Woman at times killing when she had to. Okay. Yeah. Because in this one, you saw it. Oh, yeah, of course. Like of I was course. like, wait a second. Of she course. kills. But you know you what? Know? I think when DC decided to restart, revamp their superheroes and create their own DCEU, it, there were definitely a lot more darker tones in this movie. I mean, even in Man of Steel. Oh, no, I'm not against it. No, I know, I know. I I'm know. just saying that I wasn't aware. You know, I yeah. personally wasn't aware of it. Yeah. You know, um... And she's also bulletproof. Well, she was. She's always been. Because she's always dodging it and and you know hitting yeah. it off the. Cuffs. No, but bullets can bounce off for her as well, like similar to how bullets bounce off a of Superman. Okay. In, in a, in a because sense. in this one, when she turned right. her back, when she was defending the crowd the of people in yeah. the bank, I believe, or yeah, some... and it was in the bank. Yeah. So yeah. when she was in the bank, and she at one point she's like hitting, you mm -hmm. know, stopping the bullets from hitting the crowd, and she ends up 
turning her back, and I saw a bullet bounce off, bounce of off her. her back, right? To the point where I rewinded it again because I've been watching the movie, <laughs> you know, admiring it. Right. And I was like, I have to, I have to make sure. And mm-hmm. I did see a bullet bounce off her back. So, right. you know, I was a little bit confused because of the 1984 version. She did get shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was because she was losing but her she abilities was, right, right, due to right, the wish that she, right, w- you know, that right, she wanted. Um, and just to put it out there, in the DC, in the DC Comics universe, she is as strong, or sometimes even depicted as being stronger than Supergirl. Just to give you some type of context as to where her power levels lie. So yeah. What? What? She's yes. stronger than Supergirl. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Because they will make it seem like Supergirl was stronger than Superman. Well, only because she, of the name. Super, super, like in a sense, you know, but the, they, but the reason why they made Supergirl, they hinted at that was because she would use her rage to fight. She wouldn't hold back, whereas Superman would. Right. So, but Wonder Woman is equally, if not stronger. There've been. So my uh, question series. is, if she's stronger than than Supergirl, uh-huh. and Supergirl's supposed to be stronger than. Superman. And well, there's a question about that. Then uh, you're trying to say is she stronger than one than Superman? I'm not saying that. I'm asking. Are you inferring that? I, I, it's just to you know the. Well, it's been it's been suggested that Supergirl may have more more of let's see, a greater power set than Superman in some in some aspect or whatever. So in other words, she may have more powers than Superman. Weird as that sounds, like more abilities. Other, yeah. Okay. To a degree, I don't know if you would say pound for pound she is stronger than Superman, but she would be damn close. I'll tell you that right now. Like if they were to have a battle, she she she'd put in some work. Like yeah, like she would do. She would put a hurting on Superman. No, there's no denying it. Yeah. Because I'm remembering like when um, in one of the animations, yeah. the DC animations, yeah. where um, she was fighting Darkseid. Yes. And she. I mean, she took him to town. She took him to town, but he whooped her ass mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know. Yeah. And eventually, Superman had to come into play, yeah. and he was like, "Listen, mm-hmm. don't get it twisted. I've been holding <laughs> back. Yeah. What's gonna happen when I don't hold back?" And then yeah. he started beating the shit out of yeah. Darkseid. Where Darkseid yeah. had to go back into his little boom tube. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I love those animations. I think yeah, those, they were are, great. those are fantastic. Those are awesome. Um, what I also liked about this movie is the, uh, I mean, the cinematography. Like, this was a work of art. You know, like, from an, I can't say from an artist, artist point of view. I'm not an artist myself, but I appreciate, like, what I like to see visually speaking. And, yeah, for me, this was, like, like there were many scenes. If you were just, like, free a certain scene and just appreciate that scene as a picture... It's it's really, it can be breathtaking, even though it may have some dark gray tones or whatnot. I mean that's how uh, Zack Snyder really puts his movies out for the mm-hmm. most part. But this, I I'm just saying in my opinion, I thought the cinematography was really good. Was mm-hmm. really good uh, well, for this movie. I was a little bit surprised that he decided to go with a four point three scale instead of a the regular sixteen point nine. Well, yeah, the, the wide, wide the wide screen. Yeah, and I'm like, why did he do that? Because he's Zack Snyder, he could do it. Uh, you know? Because, I mean, I'm trying to figure out why, but... I don't know. I'm sure there's some t- sort of technical reason as to why he did that. If it if it can enhance the movie or move the story forward, then, you know, I'm all for it. Plus, after watching it for a while, it becomes normal. You don't really pay attention to it. At least for me. 
um, one of the things that I liked was uh, the extension of the fight scene when they was getting rid of Darkseid when Wonder Woman was telling the story as to how they got rid of Darkseid oh, oh, the first right, time right, right. and they showed the different factions right, right. coming in and, and fighting off and it was mm-hmm. just more detail you yeah, know like yeah. you saw the gods yes. you know um, I kind of loved the way that their arms were glowing yeah. to show like their abilities come yeah. from them you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. Uh, that was cool I never noticed that before I don't, you know? think, I don't think they showed it actually. Yeah, maybe the only one they showed was Zeus when he was emanating the right, lightning, the lightning from his hands. But that was in it. this one, you saw like, yeah, um, Zeus and Ares, and Ares, yeah, and you know, and oh my God, I, I feel like Artemis, Artemis, <laughs> where they all had like this emerging glow mm-hmm. coming from their arms. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you saw the Green Lanterns, yeah, um, the Atlanteans, you yeah. know, coming in mm-hmm. and. You know, daughters of Themyscira. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. All that stuff. It was just mm-hmm. amazing to see. Um, you know, I was wondering which Green Lantern they used in that battle. Would well, you happen to know? Yeah. So now, actually, they confirmed that Green Lantern that we see flying off. I thought it was Kilowog. It looked. It would have looked like a weird version of Kilowog, but it wasn't. It was actually uh, Yelling Gur, who. Geez, that's a blast from the past of a name. To be honest with you, in the Green Lantern lore, um, but. Long story short, he was a Green Lantern from like thousands of years, and he actually died, of course. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know his bio that well. But after he died, the ring then went on to the next Green Lantern, which was Alan Scott. Alan Scott was the Green Lantern who, a few years ago, that they revealed was the gay character in the DC uh, comics Mm. that they just revealed. So yeah, that's that's what happened with that uh, character for the most part. Mm. Um, um, yeah, yeah. So I think it was Yelling Gar. Yeah, I think I read some of that. He was actually Yelling Gar, and that makes sense because that char- Yelling Gar character does look similar to the character that we saw depicted in that scene. Um, but there was that small, wasn't a cut scene where they made and that nightmare sequence actually. Yeah, well, you did see Killer. Well, you see Killer Wagga laying dead. down. Yeah, yeah. dead. Yeah. Like, oh, dip. So see, that's Kilowog. That one. Well, yeah, yeah he looks more, yeah, more exactly. like him. Yeah. Um, in comparison to the to the one that we saw in that fight scene. Mm-hmm. Um, question. Hopefully, I have an answer. <laughs> I saw this. The moment I saw it, it was like they're gonna touch upon this, if not in in this movie, maybe in the next one. But it's all hints. Okay. Um. Lois being pregnant. I know. Because when I she pulled it. out her ID, yeah. there was a pregnancy, yes. you know, yes. box there. Like and my it. thing is, does Superman know? I mean, he could see through her. Oh, good point. You know? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if when he came to from being, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, right. dead, when he woke up and he finally saw Lois, mm-hmm. when he looked at her, because he looked at her surprise okay you know right and not a surprise like oh hey what's up you know? <laughs> he was just like of course he was confused and he's just like wait i know her type of thing he must have scanned her because he scanned all the other ones mm-hmm. i wonder if he was like this is the love of my life mm-hmm. and she has a baby mm-hmm. so i wonder if that was the scene there could be could you know be. No. and then in the end when there's the scene of uh, Superman thanking Bruce Wayne, he's like, "Oh, how did you do it?" In terms right, of the bank right. and stuff like that, um, we did see this in one of the Easter eggs mm. videos and stuff like that, where 
in the Josh Whedon version, she's carrying a box back into the house right. when they're moving back in. You and in in the Zack Snyder version, um, it's a baby basket. It's a baby basket, right? And then you hear Bruce Wayne telling Superman, congratulations. Congratulations, yes. So, is that a possibility? I don't don't know. know. It could be. I hope so. And um, it was read somewhere, too, that Zack Snyder did make mention on that scene and uh, wanted to insinuate that that child that, I guess, Superman in Lois' hand ends up being the next Batman, in a way. Bruce Kent. Uh, um, well, I didn't say Bruce Kent. But well, that's they, what they would. Uh, that's right, what they no, I know, I know, I know. Bruce Kent. <laughs> right, Bruce Kent. <laughs> Bruce <laughs> Thomas Kent. <laughs> so, I don't know. Or they could just do their own thing, and why not? We could have a super son. Why not? Right. Hey, you know, the the the, the Superman and Lois has two boys, so. Why yeah, not right hint now. at it, you know? Oh, and the fact that they mentioned the multiverse, that was good. Because now what this does, what this does now is that this actually expands the universe, the universe is, whatever the plural of universe is would mm-hmm. be, and make it so that you can have all these different stories taking place. They do not have to be connected. But for just the as most they part. open up that Pandora's box, they have to be careful where it doesn't get confusing. That is true. Because it was getting confusing. You know, we had the TV universe, we had the movie universe, we had the other universe, and it was just to the point where in the TV universe they, get, they did away with all the other right. Earths, you know? Right, right. To make, to make it Earth Prime. Right. You know, so it was becoming a little bit too much where they were like, oh, well, you this one, this one, this one dies, this one stays alive, and stuff like that. It just becomes a bit of a burden. If they're smart, they can pull it off. I think they can. I think that's, I think that's where they were trying to go with because what this does too is that this also allows creators to actually create and they don't have to be tied down or stricken or restricted to a particular timeline if you will if mm-hmm. a story doesn't work for a particular character so yeah so maybe flash tv series can live in that you know uh, arrowverse if you will like what we have now while ezra miller's flash can do what they do for the cinematic universe and not necessarily have to tie in together for the most part but you are right they have to take great care in doing so making sure that the writing is is on point with that to be honest with Zack you. snyder's movie pretty much reset you know the bar like he's like okay here you go everything's reset rewound so now go set do up. thing now now whether he's involved or not i hope he is mm-hmm. um it's set up mm-hmm. it's for them for dc to do it properly mm-hmm. you know right right take right. it take your time don't fuck it up mm-hmm. you know you know what worked about this movie too or at least the timing of it and the fact that it was displayed right now Mm-hmm. Uh, is the fact that we really don't have a lot of superhero movies out right now. To be honest, they were supposed to be out, but they you were, know the theaters right, are closed. Right, the theaters were closed. So really, for those that are a fan like myself, all these superhero or action movies, um, this was a good not break but this was a good like welcome back type of thing to actually sitting on your couch and just well let's not explain. forget you know there was Wonder Woman was no, also yeah was... it was I'm not I'm not dismissing I'm just saying that there would have been a lot more mm-hmm. um, superhero movies out now if you take all the uh, uh, studios whether it was DC Marvel mm-hmm. Disney and so on and so mm-hmm. forth which they haven't really shown mm-hmm. and the fact that you know Zack Snyder was able to do this and put it out in this time I thought it was really good you know in a sense in a sense he 
took advantage of the uh, situation that we were in, um, you know, during this pandemic. Use it as an opportunity. And use an opportunity, yeah, to Mm -hmm. put something out there. And I thought that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that was pretty good. Um, Uh, And mm -hmm. one other thing I wanted to add, too, was that, you know, whatever the criticisms are for this movie from critics and fans alike, the one thing that everyone I think has to agree with is that they have to at least, for the most part, respect this movie. Yeah. Respect this movie. Yeah. You may not, the critics may pan it and say it was this and that and so on and so forth, and that's understandable. My, I'm personally, I'm not saying it was a great movie, but this was a hell of a lot better than what was shown before in mm-hmm. 2017. Um, the action was great. The cinematography just blew me away. The stories did fit, even though at times they may have seemed random uh, for the most part. Um, it, I'm glad it did away with what Josh Whedon was trying to do, was trying to like give it all that comedic humor. Sometimes there's some movies that you don't really need to have like every joke thrown in every yeah. two minutes, you yeah. know? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Every quip or What whatever. they did was that they respected the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave respect to the fans again. They, it, they, they, didn't, they weren't like, hey, cash cow. Right, right, right. Come take a look. That's true, you know? that's true. They respected that's the true. fans. I agree. They gave something back that was good and, and told the full story. Yes, it was long. So what? Just more stuff to see. Mm-hmm, better mm-hmm. stuff to see, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just a better... I appreciate it as a fan, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that they respected the fans by giving us a better product. And not just that, the fans were also behind pushing this movie forward. I yeah. mean, all the hashtags you saw out there with release Snyder Cut and this and that, and so much so that they even decided to create a some type of GoFundMe page or some type of, like, raising, I mean, raising awareness for uh, what happened with... Um, Zyder's uh, daughter rest her soul and may she be in peace and everything and actually contributing to you know causes such as um, you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that so you know the fans were also a huge part of making this uh, film being released and yeah Yeah. there's like I'm amazed I really am amazed this was really good and my only final thought on this because we do have to move on to the, the next topic would be um, finally seeing Superman in the black suit. Yes. And seeing him whoop <laughs> Stephen Wolf's ass like a mom with a chancla. Nah, you know, stupid. like, it was just the... I mean, he just made him look like a chump. Yeah. He, he Superman made him look like a chump. Yeah, of course. You know, he blew on his ass and <laughs> yeah. then was just like, pop, that's it. You got nothing, sir. And then burned off one of his horns. <laughs> yeah. Like... What you gonna do? Right, you know. Right. So he gave him a major ass whooping, and um, that was uh, <laughs> very beautiful to see. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. So moving on to our next topic, mm-hmm. the Falcon and Winter Soldier. All right. Would you believe that this was actually the most premiered show in Disney Plus? Wow. More than Mandalorian and whatever came up behind. I think people were just waiting for this one. They, they really were. wanted to see the dynamic. And then even then, we still haven't seen, you know, Bucky and Sam Sheesh. in the same room yet. Right. We this was just episode one. Yeah, I know. You know, we but, saw Sam's perspective and yeah. we saw Bucky's perspective. Yeah, it's true. You know, but I feel that this show has a lot of, uh, if I'm saying it wrong, 
correct me please but like underlying undertones yeah underlying. Uh, undertones okay. uh, underlying things that are there mm-hmm. that both sam and bucky are dealing with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah there's a lot yeah. and it's 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 a little it's it's pretty mm-hmm. deep mm-hmm. because okay the beginning of the show you get seven to ten glorious minutes <laughs> of sam of doing sam his putting thing. in work yeah. You know, where he has to get, uh, you know, sa- save someone mm-hmm. <clears throat> from being taken before they reach the borderline. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I mean, the, wow. Yeah. The amount of flying and, and action. And yeah. I'm like, this, yeah. this is just a show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like they just started off like, you know, yeah. Captain America. Yeah. Another Captain America movie, you know? <laughs> um. Yeah, it's like you caught you were caught right in the middle of the climax or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, like and it was cool. It, I was just like, let me stop what I'm doing because I just blinked. Mm-hmm. I have to rewind it again. <laughs> yeah, because you, know? you missed something. Um, but uh, what? Just to ask you, mm-hmm. is there a particular storyline that there's being used so far that you kind of see from the comic books in this mm-hmm. episode at least? Not that I could, th- not that I could think of. However. For this episode, they are going to, they are picking on characters that were from the Captain America series or the Captain America comic books for the Mm -hmm. most part. I cannot, I don't want to say for certain if they're following a particular storyline within the Captain America um, comic book because there's so many questions, particularly with the character, and I'm just going to say that now, the character that we saw depicted at the end of the, of the show, I was going to say movie, <laughs> but at the end of the show, uh, being John Walker, who is the new Captain America that we see at the end. The most hated the, man uh, in just eight well, seconds. <laughs> well, we have to wait. See, he has to think. It's funny how the man just gave us 30 seconds no, of whatever. eight seconds. Oh, eight seconds, even eight worse. Seconds. Eight seconds. Eight seconds of just him coming out and waking us, and everyone hates his and ass. Already. <laughs> everyone but, hates his ass. He looks like the typical shut the fuck up kind of guy. Like, you just want to scream that at him, you know? Right, right, right. And, the, and that look that he gave, that not that, even a smirk, but that wink. Yeah, or whatever that was, right. Ooh. Right? But... Now, there's rumors going around saying that they may actually change the character from his comic book roots uh-huh. to fit the TV show. So, there's a possibility... To fit the TV show or to fit the times? Both, maybe. But this is to fit the storyline. And rumor has it that we end up going to like this character. <laughs> <laughs> that we are going to like, like the character? this character, yeah. Although he has to earn the shield that he's wearing, you know, and prove to you on that he can be somewhat of a Captain America or a symbol of what America stands for. That's what the rumor is. I don't know how true that's gonna be. We have to wait and see. Like I said, we only saw eight seconds of this character, and you know what it is too. A lot of fans, uh, particularly the comic book fans who know the character, are relating it to the comic book. Uh, for the most part. And in the comic books, John Walker um, was a character, before he was Captain America, he was a character known as Super Patriot, who was this, you know, uh, patriotic uh, American, everything American, just loves America, doesn't care for anything else for the most part. Was it Red Cap? But, wow. (laughs) And so on and so forth. And it's always America first and this and that and so on and so forth. And 
he dons the Captain America shield after Captain America Steve Rogers quits and throws it, you know, throws the shield away. So once John Walker wears the Captain America shield, he does things for the love of his country, but he does it in not a very nice way, let's say, or not a very Steve Rogers would do type of way. He's being a dick. So yeah, <laughs> you know, his morals are always questioned as being that Captain America. This would be the Captain America that you would see that would shoot first, ask questions later, type thing. And but later on in the in the series, that storyline, Steve Rogers does come back and has to fight Captain America, John Walker, Captain America, to get the shield back. And for those who don't know, you can look at issue 350 of Captain America and you will see what happens there. <laughs> so we'll, we'll probably post those uh, comic book covers up on our Instagram just to give people a contest in regards to how that went. But yeah. But yeah, so in this show, it does introduce John Walker. It'll be interesting to see how the TV show depicts his character, you know, for this ongoing series. No, I think we have a pretty good idea as to where that's going to go. I don't know. We might, and they may and give us... It only took eight seconds. Yeah, yeah, it took eight <laughs> seconds, but we don't know. Things may turn. Things mm-hmm. may turn, so we'll see what happens. Um, I think with this, with this, and this is just the first episode, mm-hmm. but I think we, we definitely get to see... Um, you know, start to see the life behind the wings, mm. or better yet, the curtain. Yeah. You know, you pull yes. back the curtain a little, yes. and you get to see what these superheroes are going to be struggling with. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, it's a very touchy subject, but mm-hmm. you kind of get to see, you know, the systemic mm-hmm. racism and you know, yeah. the issues with mental health. Yes. You know. Yes. Bucky dealing with mental health, mm-hmm. and Sam. Mm-hmm. dealing with systemic racism and what i like about it not to cut you off but what i do like about it is that you know in a sense this expresses the you know the world outside your window type of thing you know and we can re- you know we can relate to what's going on right now um mm-hmm. in our world so th- it's good that they're touching on subjects like this in the manner that they're touching it, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, because this is a, this is going to be a long series, so I'm sure it's not going to be the first time that we'll see this, and it'll probably appear every so often um, from time to time throughout this series, but yeah, I, I, I can't appreciate that, and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I do agree with you. I think you're right about that. Because, you know, Sam feels that he is not meant for the job. Like, he was like, right. this, this never felt like it was mine. Right. You know, this, I don't think Cap felt that the shield was his, period. I think it just it was a symbol as well, mm-hmm. you know, because even when when um, Tony was like, you don't deserve that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when he when they had the epic fight yeah. Yeah. Um, in um, Civil War, Civil War. Thank you. Mm-hmm. When they had the epic fight at the end, um, Cap was like, dropped, dropped the, the shield, shield and walked away. That's right. Because he's like, well, fine it doesn't belong to me then mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it wasn't until Tony gave it back to him in mm-hmm. Endgame that he had it back in his hands mm-hmm. you know um, and even then it's not it may not be the actual shield right it could be from another timeline or another right universe which that's a whole nother yeah topic <laughs> but um, I had a thought because I felt like what if Cap you know obviously he went back in time and mm-hmm. he gave back the stones mm. but what if he did a little bit of experimentation here and went also in the future to see who is the rightful person to have this shield mm-hmm. you know and he's mm-hmm. figured out that 
Sam was the appropriate person to have this shield, not Bucky, which is his okay. homeboy. Right. You know? Right. Um, not anyone else. Right. But Sam. So what if when he was going through mm-hmm. the timeline, returning the stones, because mm-hmm. he also had a time stone. Mm-hmm. He was able to figure out who was the rightful person to deserve this or to hold the mantle. And maybe he saw that it was Sam. It's a what if. No, I get you. I get you. I get you. There's questions about that, though. But I'm under the, I would be under the impression that because he worked with Sam and pretty much figured out how his character is, like who he is as a person, I'm willing to bet that Steve felt that no one would be more deserving of the shield other than like other than Sam mm-hmm. you know and it's all those scenes that we've seen them do throughout the movie even in like Avengers Age of Ultron where where they're having that party in um, before Ultron makes mm-hmm. a scene and whatnot mm-hmm. and they're both discussing what their next plan would be the two of them Sam and Steve Rogers up on like that uh, second tier floor or whatever when they're talking about what to do next in regards to trying to get right yes. so so you know there's a com- there's like a camaraderie there mm-hmm. you know because it's not like he's mentioning this to all the other superheroes no he decided to mention this to Sam mm-hmm. he's talking about his childhood best friend to another person who he trusts with that information about right so I'm guessing that and I'll tell you why I say this I'm guessing that he uh felt that Sam is the more deserving person for the shield because mm-hmm. of Sam's character, because of Sam as a person, as a being. The reason I say that is because I think, yes, in um, Endgame, when Cap had all the uh, stones, his job was to put him, he was to return him to its rightful place. They didn't necessarily use the stones to do that, though. They used that quantum uh, mechanic jump thing that was in the Ant-Man movies to go back and forth in time. Because remember, no human being can hold on to the uh, stones, even with the Infinity Glove, mm-hmm. without causing major harm to themselves. That is true. So it would be kind of difficult for them, for anyone to hold on to that, to, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, to master uh, any of the uh, powers from the Infinity Stones. Right. So that's why I just uh, yeah, bring yeah, that no, up as a possibility. But true. no, but that is a good thought in regards to how Captain America may have come to the decision of giving the shield to Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, with Sam, you know, he's had to adjust to basically two things. Life outside of the Avengers. Right. And yes. also the return, him returning from the snap. Right. You know, yeah. so, you know, he's been gone for five, five years yeah. and his family's had to move on and do whatever mm-hmm. they can for five years, you know. Right. And he's a little bit naive to certain things. Maybe like, highly optimistic. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's but I get that. what you mean by naive. But, yeah. you know, he's like, oh, I'm yeah. Falcon, yeah. you know. And mm-hmm. even though he doesn't really use it that much, he kind of right. did think that he had better possibilities right. than his sister would have right. when it came to the loan. Yeah. Which, yeah. let me just say, what a disgusting human being yeah. that loan person was. Yeah. Because, come yeah. on. Asking a whole bunch of questions. Oh, didn't mm-hmm. Tony set up an account mm-hmm. or didn't do mm-hmm. this, this, is Which that. really had nothing to do with the loan. There's no pre-screening. That's not like a, a pre-screening questionnaire that 
anyone with any bank officer, loan officer would ask right. a potential client. Yeah, no. It was just, he was such an asshole. Yeah. You know, and, oh, let me take a picture, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. what? All to turn him down. All to turn him down. Based on what, you know, based on what we know was based on. Because in the show, you see that they actually had a plan. They came with a business plan. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it wasn't even looked at. No. It was not looked at. No. You know, it was being really denied. Boom. Jeez, man. Yeah. And Tell then, you, the world outside your window. Yep. And then Bucky, <laughs> you know, torturing himself, mm-hmm. dealing with all the stuff that he's done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I like it, too, because with the whole um, issue with mental health, let's say, it... it deals with both it deals with the stigma that we still sometimes hear or feel when it comes to mental health mm-hmm. and also st- uh, deals with the uh, you know the everyday dealing and um, uh, geez, um, the word escapes me but the not I don't want to say consequence but just working with you know the suffering that happens with people that have uh, mental health issues and whatnot and like yeah yeah I think uh, particularly for Bucky like that's a perfect character to to portray that mm-hmm. I mean do you think that um, he would have been able to be the next Captain America with him dealing with all that mental blockage no Flat out, no. And nothing against his abilities, but no. Not mm-hmm. at all. Not at all. And and for a while, when he was Captain America in the comic books, uh, he had issues with that. He really did have issues with that. He was a Captain America that also carried a gun. Mm. Um, his Captain America uniform was slightly different, but he was Captain America. In fact, he, you know who bestowed him in the comic books? The power of Captain America? Tony? Yep. Who, in my opinion, is the wrong person to bestow anything yeah. about Captain America? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, Good the, guess. The scene where, you know, Sam decides to hand over the shield to the Smithsonian. Yeah. And when that man said to Sam, "You did the, the right, right thing." thing. Uh, yeah. It kind of gave me the vibe, like. It was never yours, and if you would have kept it, mm-hmm. it would have been considered stolen. Mm. It was it was that. On top of that, what I also hear is, you did the right thing for a black man. Damn. That That's what I also hear as well, on top of what you just said. Yeah, that, you know, Yeah. I felt that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. it, and it's just... Oof. Yeah. You know, here's a cat. Who's a here's a person who was actually bestowed this shield and rightfully so, deserving of it, but having doubts because he himself feels that he cannot live up to or carry the mantle. You know, carry that mantle that was previous. You know, that was held by the pre- by its previous owner. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't do it justice, so he did the honorable thing, which was, you know what, let's leave it as this, which was a great symbol too, in in and of itself, really, leave it in the Smithsonian, the greatest American museum, right, right, as a symbol, 
so people that do visit can watch this in its glory. It's almost like they dug up, you know, a grave right. when they took that shield yeah. out. Yeah. You know, he figured it's safe. It's here. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. What gives them the consent to go and take that shield out and then hand it over to some yeah. individual <laughs> for the sole purpose of propaganda? For, yeah. Because yeah. that's really what it is. Oh, mm -hmm. we need yeah, a symbol. Right. We need something that will unite us. Mm -hmm. We need this. We need that. You know, why not bring back the symbol that... Mm -hmm. Listen, the person that held that symbol for the longest had doubts about the freaking country. Mm -hmm. Right. He himself was like, I need to walk away from this mess right. because you guys are on some shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Cap himself, the symbol, yeah. the one, the mm -hmm. one that started the whole... You know, that didn't want to be that, you know... Right. That uh, circus monkey, right. you know, because he actually drew himself drew a as a circus, circus monkey. monkey. Yeah. You know, he didn't want to deal being part of that propaganda because that's what he was all only being using for. Mm -hmm. and it didn't. It wasn't until he took it upon himself to free the soldiers. Right. You know, so he always had a thing for like this isn't right. Mm -hmm. This isn't right with this right. with the Sokovian Accords. Yeah. You know when they wanted him to sign. They expected him to sign on the dotted yeah. line because no. it was the country asking him to do it, no. quote unquote, the country right. asking him to do it. No, he was just like, "Whoa, wait a second, this is there's something wrong here." Mm -hmm. All throughout, and then mm -hmm. the one person that was always talking, you know, the, the, the that was like, "I don't want the country to use my weapons." Mm -hmm. Tony right. was the first one to sign on the dotted line because he mm -hmm. felt guilty right. about something that happened because right. he was dealing with his own. I guess PTSD. In a sense, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, how dare they go and do that? Mm -hmm. Like, when, when Sam saw that on the TV... Yeah. He must have been cringing. cringing. And, you know, big props to the actor for yeah. for, for, for <laughs> making me feel yeah. what he was feeling. Because yeah. he was just like, oh my God, mm -hmm. I just fucked up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I should have just kept it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we'll see. And now, rumor has it another rumor reveal has it that this cap, this cap that we see, the new cap, if you will, that we see, whether he continues on playing Captain America or not, but the actor portraying the John Walker character will have some type of lasting effect in the MCU. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so warm and cuddly right now. Well, you should. <laughs> uh, this is this just makes me excited. Yeah, like, it, it's, does, it's, it does. You know, it does. it's it's the, just the first episode alone, and it's yeah. already, you know, making people talk about. Yes. At least it makes us talk about. Mm -hmm. The undertones, you and, know. And I'm sure it makes others pe other people talk about it as well. It yeah. does. It's a conversation that needs to be needs to be said, actually. Yeah. You know? So that was pretty good. One thing about the show too that I wanted to touch upon is the whole thing with the flag smashers mm -hmm. for the most part. So they make him seem as some type of I don't wanna say cult, but definitely some type of extremist. Ex good word, extremist, online extremist terrorist organization if you will that and this is actually different than how the flag mass flag excuse me how the flag smasher is portrayed in the comic books in the comic book there is a character called flag smasher he is an antagonist of captain america's and um his his goals or his idea is that 
there shouldn't be any borders. And to expand on that a bit, I'll be as brief as I can, is there shouldn't be any one country. People shouldn't feel that one country is better than another country where you have all this nationalistic pride and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to see how that's being portrayed in the TV show now. So now we don't get to see the character Flag Smasher, but yet we get to see this um, this group, this extremist uh, group called Flag Smashers with the same ideals in regards to not wanting to have uh, any, not having people feel superior to other groups of people. And in a sense, that's what certain countries can do. And by... By, by by saying that it makes it kind of interesting it's uh, similar to like all these other extremist um, online or internet groups that you have out now mm-hmm. uh, for the most part and what was interesting was when they had made mention of how the how, when they made mention of the flag smashers saying that they would like to have it the way it was during the blip right because there weren't any borders and so you could only imagine how five years of that time you know with billions of people being snapped out people had to get along mm-hmm. you know maybe not necessarily countries or whatever sovereignty but people had to get along and work together and so on and so forth well it seemed like one of the characters that was the, the head person that was in charge of that that uh, bank mm-hmm. uh, the bank theft, heist, the bank heist mm-hmm. had abilities mm-hmm. he was very strong mm-hmm. which made me question is that serum out there yeah. Super Soldier the Serum. Super Soldier, yeah. Um, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And in the end credit scene, yeah. Um, there was something that was kind of like hinted on. Oh boy. And when you first told me about this, and we have to really talk quick about it sure, because time sure. is running. Sure. When you first told me about the storyline, I was just like, "Holy shit!" So basically, it looks like they kind of made mention in the end credits of the character that was black Captain America. Mm, or rather, he was a Captain America for a brief moment of time. His name being Isaiah Bradley, mm-hmm. who was actually experimented on um, in this great series from Marvel called The Truth, which was a seven-issue series about black soldiers being experimented on and using the... Uh, and, and having the uh, super soldier serum you know, injected in them. So they were little guinea pigs. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they they, they tested it on them first to see if it worked. It wasn't just a a Russian experiment because, you know, supposedly they they hinted upon that in Civil War where, well, not hinted, they showed it, that Mm -hmm. that they did did a test run Mm -hmm. of that, Mm -hmm. you know, because they were trying to redo the soldier serum. But this was right. way before. This was before Cap was ever. Well, hang hang on. This was what this was was a different version of a super soldier serum that they wanted to use to see if they could expand on. Because remember, the original um, scientists had already passed away, so they couldn't replicate it. So they are trying to use other means to see if they can replicate the super soldier serum, and decided to use it on these soldiers. It's similar to our history of the Tuskegee experiment, mm-hmm. 
mm. um, and whatnot. And it's really deep. It, it it really is deep. But it'll be interesting to see if the series uh, does talk about it. We just happen to mention it now because we caught something pretty much at the uh, end credit scene, I believe. Yeah. Well, it's right? not a scene. It's just the the credits as they're rolling. No, they're showing a lot of names, right? you know a lot of you know words and names and right. and files and kind of like half burned stuff. Right. And that right. name comes, comes up. up. Yeah. So, so, you know, you kind of take a glimpse at it. You kind of mm. see, like, half of a face. Right. Um, and, yeah, when How that... How crazy is that? I think, oh, my God. <laughs> this is this is going to be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I wanted you to mention that because yeah, you never sure. know. That's something that may end up happening. Can you imagine? Um, later on in the series. Yeah, yeah. Can you um, imagine? That would be so cool. That would be... That would be something. Really cool. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. Um... I have a quick note. So let's okay. see if you know about this. I, I didn't tell don't. you. I probably don't, but go I ahead. I didn't tell you about this because I found this out about Because I, I am honestly not the best or most social media-like individual. Well, neither am I. <laughs> oh, you're a liar. Um, <laughs> Netflix. Oh, boy. Has announced a new anime series. Okay. And a live-action movie based on Berserker. Mother flipper. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Mother flipper. It makes sense. It makes sense. I did not know that. It makes sense. Um, Already? Keanu Reeves will lead lead his voice Ah, to the main character in the anime series. Anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And Keanu Reeves will also star in the live action movie. You're welcome. Oh, d- damn. I guess we'll end it from here. My mouth gave wide <laughs> open. <laughs> Mind you, it's only been one issue. That's all it needs, man. Damn. Keanu Reeves. You knew it was going to happen. I know it was going to happen. You knew it. He knew it, too. Yeah. He did. He did you did. read it yet? I have it. I know you have it. I read, you read it. it. I did. Yeah. It's crazy. I, t- I, I got a brief. Uh, 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 I think I have brief. like two different variants <laughs> of it as well. Uh, I got a brief uh, synopsis of what it's what it is. Yeah. Because I didn't read it. Yeah. Ooh. Um, And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. Good was, for them. That was excited. No, I actually got something that Teddy didn't know yes, about. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Now I I'm excited. Him. Now I'm excited. All right. Okay. So I think we're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. We want to thank all you guys for listening. Um, you can always follow us on our Instagram at 527 Underground. Also on our Facebook at 527 Underground. And we thank you all for listening. And yeah, I want to thank you all for listening as well. Um, hope you enjoy the show and everyone take care. Thank you guys. Bye.